Welcome to the sermons of First Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor James Hunick, and I hope that these sermons help edify you and help you in your Christian faith. Please join us on Sundays for worship at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. with a Bible study in between. If you'd like to know more about us or want to know more about the Lutheran tradition, please visit us at www.youhaveaplace.com or reach out to me at pastorhunick at youhaveaplace.com. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight we're beginning our Lenten journey. Every Wednesday night we'll have a worship service all the way up through Holy Week when we'll have a whole bunch of extra services in remembrance of the story of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. And each one of those nights, we are going to explore a different piece of the Lord's Prayer called a petition. And it just so happens to work out wonderfully that if we start on Ash Wednesday with Our Father, who art in heaven, we get all the way to Amen at the Easter Vigil, which works out pretty well, right? That means I get all of my sermons planned out for me at one fell swoop. But it also means that we get to explore deeply the prayer our Lord taught us to pray and say, why this prayer? What makes this special for the life of a Christian? Why these things? And what do they mean for us? And so we'll take a look at each piece, use Luther to guide us in our exploration, and begin to understand it. And so tonight, we are looking at the very simple phrase, Our Father, who art in heaven. Now, you might think about this and say, well, isn't this just how you start a prayer, right? You've got to say who you're praying to, our Father, right? You know, sometimes we pray, pray to our Lord Jesus Christ. On certain days, we pray to the Holy Spirit and ask him to come into our hearts and guide us. What's so special about our Father who art in heaven? Luther says this. With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father and that we are his true children, so that with all boldness and confidence, we may ask him as dear children ask their dear Father. I think the question behind that explanation is simple. How do we know that God is our Father? How do we know that He is Father and not judge, condemner, cruel tyrant, indifferent God, somebody who just doesn't care? How do we know he is our Father? Well, the easy way is to say Jesus says so, right? Because he tells us to pray this way, our Father. But I think Joel helps us understand it a little bit too. Our Father points us to a God who loves his children. Even when we sin 
and we go astray. We are all today wearing marks on our foreheads that remind us of the curse of sin that we we all face. The curse of sin passed down from Adam and Eve. The curse that God proclaimed when He said, from dust you have come, to dust you shall return. And Joel says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and he relents from disaster. This was a message to an Israel that was turning away from God. Basically, that's the reason God called the prophets in all of those little prophetic books. Turn back to me, he said. I am your father. I want to love you. I want to save you. Return to the Lord your God. He is gracious and merciful. The same message for us. When we see our own sin. Because we know we do it. We see our errors, our mistakes. And we feel our guilt. And we know that we have a Father who is merciful. That when we face our sin, we don't tear our clothes like they did in ancient Israel. Not even put ashen crosses on our foreheads. We rend our hearts, not our garments. And we turn to God and ask for mercy. And he is a father who is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to enter into death. The death we remind ourselves with these ashen crosses. Enter into death on the cross to take away your sin. So that he can be your father. He is gracious and merciful. It's the same when we think that our Christianity becomes something that we can brag about. I think that's a thing that all of us fall into, especially when we gave up Valentine's Day dinner to come to church, right? Everybody else is at a restaurant, and here we are with ash on our foreheads. I mean, God must love us, right? We're cool. And that's sort of what Israel would think about their fasts and their feasts. And if they just did the right sacrifices, it didn't matter what else they did. They could, God would think they're amazing. Jesus warns against that too. When he says to beware of practicing your righteousness in others in order to impress them. It's always... It's always a thing that rears up in us who are faithful and come to church and volunteer. We might think, wow, God's pretty lucky to have me. At least, you know, at least deep in our hearts. 
And now is the time to repent of that. To return to the Lord our God, because he is gracious and merciful. We are all sinners, all the same. Whether you're here every Sunday or you just walked in the door. And we need a Savior who is a Father, who sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to give you grace and mercy and tell you he is your Father. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. We need to remind ourselves that God is our Father, too, when he sends disaster into our lives, as he often does. I've been reflecting lately on what, it, what it's like to be someone who is in their later years. Uh, we just had a funeral for Ellie Day. She was 93 when she went. By that time, all your friends are already gone, right? You've been to funeral after funeral. You've seen people around you pass away. And none of your generation are left to come when you finally die. Can't imagine how hard that is, how tough that must be. Or even when they end up seeing the next generation go before them. It's hard to think about a father who is loving when you face that, right? It's hard to think that there is a God who is gracious and merciful. But we know that he is there. We know that he is there for us because he sent his own son, Jesus, to go through it the same himself. Not to see all his friends go before him, but to go first through death into the grave and then rise from the dead so that those people can be called behind him to rise into new life on the last day. That's the kind of God our Father is. Not one who will bat away every minor disaster, but takes care of the worst ones, death itself, for you and for me. He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he even relents over the curse of death itself. Because he will raise you from the dead and give you new life. And that kind of God is the kind of God who will listen when you pray. Who commands you to turn to him and say, Father, I need you. Because he wants to love you. He wants to give you his mercy. He wants to give you his peace. And it's always there for you. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our sermons. If you have any questions about anything that you've heard or anything about the Lutheran tradition, I would love to answer them. Please contact me at Pastor 
H-U-E-N-I-N-K at youhaveaplace.com.